begun. We- <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 26 of Sports Banter with Mr. Peanut. And the polar bear, of course. We're back at it. And we got a lot to cover. Yeah, we got a and lightning episode, if you will. <laughs> Electric. Yeah. Which is a word we use Some frequently. Some would say bone-breaking. But this is even... Yeah? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. S- Segway City. <laughs> McGregor Poirier 3 was gruesome. Um, at, at all ends. At all ends. Yeah. Let's not just... So, I, let's dive into the fight. First, it only lasted one round. Um, I thought very high energy round. Um, McGregor on his that. feet at the beginning, the first two minutes seemed like pretty even. Um, they were both landing. They were both you know. landing. It was you know the crowds into it, full capacity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, then Poirier got McGregor on the ground, and immediately the you know McGregor not being able to fight on the ground thing became a huge factor. Just a turtle on his shell. Yeah, and, you know, Poirier's landing elbows, and credit to Connor, you know, he was, he had some up kicks and some elbows to Poirier. It didn't really seem like it affected him that much, but, you know, at least he was trying something, but he was still getting smoked on the ground. So, everyone thinks, or the assertion is that it was either a 10-8 round or Poirier won the round. We can both clearly say that. Yeah. Um, they eventually get to their feet. And then it happened. Oh my god! <laughs> like I can just see it. Oh, and, and honestly, oh yeah, I can hear it. Oh, it was bad. It make that's so, how bad it was. There's literally eleven seconds left, and uh, McGregor goes through the, the you know, stomach kick, oh. and he, he lands it, and then he falls to the ground. And at the time, I just thought, I don't know what I thought. I was just like, he fell on the ground. Yeah, I like thought... maybe he's off balance or he got clipped or something. That's exactly how I interpreted it. And then like, I was he like... He kind of fell back, like, trying to load up. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, my thought was, oh, no. Poirier, like, don't end this fight. I've been waiting for this for so long. Like, it's not in this <laughs> in the first round. And honestly, Herb Dean could have ended it, I thought. Um, even, you know, before knowing what actually happened. But oh, the, the round ends, and I'm like, okay, we're, uh, we're going to round two. Like, we'll see if McGregor can respond. And McGregor's pointing to his leg, uh, uh. points to it. <laughs> oh God! It's just and I look I at it. A lot. I, I look see. at it, and you know it's going the wrong way. Ninety it's degrees. Instantly, you go, "Oh my God! Oh my God!" I literally was like, Ugh. "It's one of those just." Ugh. My stomach is turning from yeah. it right now. So it was disgusting. He broke his leg in like three places: tibia, fibia, tibula, fibula. It was disgusting, but. You know, you got any thoughts on that gruesome nature of the fight? Oh, man. Um, I think you covered it exactly how I interpreted it as well. I mean, Connor and Dustin were both just, you know, just kind of laying blows on each other. It did feel very balanced, mm-hmm. which was really nice. But, again, I mean, I don't know what the hell happened with Connor's – I mean – Good heavens, you brittle old man. I mean, jeez, that just... It was super anti- anticlimactic, too. Like, yeah. The first round was great. I had so much energy, and then just broken leg. It's like, well, like that's yeah. done. And so yeah. then let's get into the real deal here. So after it becomes a doctor stoppage, and then they're interviewing Poirier, and you could tell like him and McGregor are still going back and forth. And you know McGregor's still talking shit to him. 
Um, Poirier goes through his interview and, you know, class act to Poirier for, you know, McGregor's throwing everything in the book at him while he's on the ground and Poirier won the fight. And then they go over to McGregor and for like the millionth time in this back and forth, he goes, your wife's in my DMs, mate. Like, it's like, you know, I was a huge McGregor guy, uh, coming up and I have been less and less a McGregor guy as time has gone on and has more fights have gone on. Um, because, I mean, what is he even doing? Like, what... It's like, yeah, his wife's in your DMs probably calling you a scumbag. Like, no one thinks, you know, she's trying to sleep with you, bro. No, and, you know, just just to kind of, you know, bounce off of what you're saying. And, you know, when he's on the ground and what had ha- happened to him, you know, when... In my mind, knowing Connor and how many fights we've seen Connor. You know, I I don't think I've missed any of his fights, right. if you will. Yeah. And just knowing Connor, initially I thought the way he was reacting was he's fucking pissed at what happened to his life. Yeah. But what had kind of sealed the deal for me on just kind of being over Connor, I still oh, love yeah. the guy. Don't I don't want you know, was how he reacted following the fight like furthermore. You know, I mean the whole DM thing, it's like, okay, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. We don't need to know. I don't care, nor do I need to fucking it know. Just, it takes it to such a personal, like, family level. It's something that shouldn't be a part of mixed martial arts, or really any sport. Um, when you take it, like, trash talk, I love him for his old trash talk. He was the best at it, and now it's almost like he's just trying to come up with things to he's get, putting get on himself a pumped up about it. Yeah. And I think that's what kind of has led to his demise, like... He's lost his identity through either just massive or enormous wealth or just being inactive Um, because watching the press conference with Poirier and, you know, he's trying to be like the angry McGregor. Honestly, it seemed fake. It seemed like he was just trying to muster it up to get that venom back, which is what we talked about. Um, leading up to the second fight. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But you can't fake that type of thing. And I think Poirier saw right through it, and he was like, dude, like, this isn't real, like, hatred. Like, you're trying to work yourself up to think something. And it's I think it's been a part of McGregor's downfall and why he hasn't been successful recently. So I'm, I'm, I completely agree with... I completely agree with everything that you've said regarding McGregor. I think, you know, I, I think... The first thing I thought of, you know, following everything that happened after the fight, just with all the, you know, social media posts, interviews, Mm -hmm. this, that, or the other, Jesus. I mean, the list goes on. But, you know, I think Connor is in a point where, you know, what, he's lost, he's lost, what, the last three fights that he's... He's one in four four or one in three. Okay. You know, and Not good. how I interpret that is I think Connor is trying to leave the UFC on a high note. And what's happening is he's trying to build up this, you know, he's trying to leave the UFC. I think he enjoys his money. I think he enjoys the wealth that he's obtained through his, you know, his fighting. But what's going on, and again, this is my total opinion of McGregor on me is he's trying to leave on a high note and he's trying to build it up so much to where it's like, this is the biggest fucking thing ever. Yeah. And he does it through like ridicule, ridicule. And, and he's like trying to, he's trying blows, to build the persona yeah. that he's 
that people have come to know who he is. He's mm-hmm. he's a shit talker. He backs it up. But now it's Connor. We've given you five fights. You've won one, yeah. and you've not performed. And afterwards, the excuses, if you will, are you know never ending. Right. And you know what? Look. I love Connor for what he's done for the UFC. I love Connor for what he's done when he was in his prime. I love his story. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just and it, his story is one of many in UFC and any any sport. And I love that aspect of it. But I think what's going on is one, he's never going to get a fight that big again. And I think Daniel uh, Cormier even said that like he needs to fight a lower level or a lower tier fighter yeah i mean his skills aren't the same as they used to be i think he'll still get the draw like like you're saying we're not gonna miss a mcgregor fight i don't think anyone would miss a mcgregor fight but he might just keep losing and losing and losing if he's just gonna keep taking these guys that are you know top three guys and they still have that hunger um imagine the imagine the like moral or not even moral but like humbling moment if they gave him like a super low tier. He fight. probably yeah. He wouldn't take it. He wouldn't take he it. He wouldn't take it. But imagine but like if the price was there, I think Connor would take it. That's interesting though that you say a humbling moment because I think it was Dominic Cruz that was like the way McGregor's reacting to these losses as you know, he's he's not being humbled. He's more just like, Oh, this happened, this happened, this happened. So that's why it happened, but I'm still who I am. Um and I think that's what yeah. has led yeah. to him not being the guy that rose up. The guy that rose up and was beating everybody was, first of all, hunger was number one thing. He's trying to, he's trying to make himself into who he is now. Yeah. But right now he's trying to go back to that point in time, which which is impossible because no. you can't go back to that guy who hasn't experienced success before. You have to figure out another way to get yourself going and stay motivated. Personally, I think he's got a million yes men around him that are probably, you know, like when he went into the Mayweather fight, I mean, he's got dudes around him that are, oh, this is an easy win, you know, and it's not like, I, I pre, like, you got to have people in your corner that Well, look at gonna, his team. I mean, his yeah. team from when Connor was, you know, rising through the ranks of USC, and then when he finally got to that top tier, he got a whole new team. And it, like you said, it's a fucking yes. No, man. I don't think he got a whole new team. I think he expanded on his team. So there's more people around him that are just. Mm, okay. Connor is the greatest thing to ever walk the earth. And if you're gonna reinforce that narrative about him, I mean, it's no surprise he's in a nebulous state of not knowing how to act, not knowing how he's supposed to train and like prepare for a fight because it's just obvious in his approach. Like, he's not. Uh, he's just not the same type of fighter. Like. Poirier was coming after him, knocking him with shots. And ever since um, the whole Khabib thing and that, that fight happened, when um, he's, like, on the ground and you're rooting for McGregor, we're all, we were, we were big McGregor guys. You're on the, he's on the ground and you're waiting for him to, like, rise up and have that comeback moment. He's never come back. No. He continues to get his ass beat. But I have literally watched each fight that he's had since um, since Mayweather, I guess. And been waiting for that. Okay, here comes Connor moment, and it has never come. I don't and we'll get it. And that we'll was a big one of Poirier two. And then I mean, he broke his leg, yes, but he was getting his ass beat for most of round one. Yeah, I don't think he, I don't think he bounces back. You know, I don't. I'd love to yeah. know the opinion of, just, 
you know, we talk to each other. You talk to, you know, your your friends that you, you know, that like fighting. I talk to mine. I mean, I think there's this common consensus that UFC fans love Connor, but are over what is happening around him. And he's not putting a good mark on himself. And he's, it's just. Yeah, I just see a lost fighter that has made it. You know, that's a, a that's a great way to put that. A hundred yeah. million dollars in the bank, and he's got Chilling, everything he's ever yeah, wanted. Has this awesome family, and he's at this place now where it's just he loves fighting, but he doesn't know how to he doesn't know one how to act when he loses, which he used to be a really humble, humble in victory or loss, and he takes to like this personal level because probably he just doesn't care because nothing really changes for him. You know what I mean? No, I think the money still drives him and the 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 aspect of, hey, I need money to fight is still pushing him. And I think that's what, you know, he's... But I think it's all about money now. No, yeah. and I, I, I completely agree with that. And I think that's why he acts the way he acts is, okay, I'm going to... I know the UFC business plan. Mm-hmm. I talk shit. I start drama. I start more drama. Yep. It leads up to the fight. I get to the fight. I say something personal in the press conference. Exactly. Gets people clicking. It, it, he's, I don't care what I say. You know what I'm he's doing? Do it. He's yeah. checking off the marks to hype up the UFC and fight. You know what? That he's he's fantastic at it. But it's still, there's lines that you just don't cross. And I mean, no. Dustin Poirier seems like a great guy. You don't come after somebody's wife, first of all. And then. You know, he's on the ground pointing the, you know, finger guns to his head like, I'm going to kill you in your sleep. Like, what are you talking about? Just yeah. take the loss like a man and don't take it to that level outside of the sport, you know? It's like... I agree. I agree. And especially in the manner that, you know, he lost where she's like un- really unfortunate and he broke his leg. You don't want to see that to happen to anybody. To continue being that aggressive toward your opponent is just, just accept bizarre. The, you know, just, I mean, accept the loss at that point. And yeah. understand that that was, I mean, you know, that's out of your control. And now he's, you know, I don't, I don't know if you saw today, he's talking about how yeah, Dana knew he had a bone yeah, fracture. It, I'm sure it's true, yeah. but it just... How many, fight, how many fighters fight broken, though? Right. That's a great... And it I doesn't, mean, you know, it doesn't take away from his actual problem. No. Of not knowing his no. identity and not knowing how to get back to that point of skill where he was successful when he was a two-weight champion. Yeah. And... I mean that we're good on McGregor there, but lastly, I just wanted to point out: Did you watch the uh, heavyweight fight of Greg Hardy? And I did not. Okay, well, electric heavyweights are the best. Of course, this dude from it was either New Zealand or Australia tied to Avasa. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was fighting Greg Hardy, who used to play in the Panthers, right? Uh, not the best guy in the world. <laughs> yeah, he's had some trouble. So you know, everybody wants to see Greg Hardy get his ass beat. Uh, they were going toe-to-toe. Hardy actually clipped Ty with one, and then he stepped back. Hardy stepped forward, and then Ty just rocked him, knocked Hardy out. Oh, shit. And then gets on the top of the cage, and one of his guys hands him his um, like custom Nike shoe. He pours a beer in there and does a shoey in front of the crowd. Are you fucking <laughs> it kidding me? It was unbelievable. How the fuck have I not seen this? It was unbelievable. And then they... uh Wow. I mean, what an electric moment. Take my sports card he, away. Yeah, I mean, he, shit, he wins in the first round. That's so KO, fucking cool. Does a shoey. Then he, you know, they raise his arm, and then his speech is like, you know, I'm going to be walking through the crowd, so anybody that wants to give me a shoey, like, give me one. So he walks back through to the locker room, and people are handing him shoeys left and right. He did like four. 
Which Holy is, shit. Like, I'm like, this guy's turning into a star immediately. Who doesn't yeah. like a guy who can do a shoeing? I don't care if you're a UFC fighter or just a dude in the park. Yeah. If you're doing shoeys, you, you, you know, I'm going to watch. <laughs> you got some street cred. So, that was great before the McGregor disaster, but, yeah, I just wanted to highlight good old oh, shoey tie. Thank I you. Mean, that was... Highly, uh, highly recommend that YouTube search. I will. I, I'm. Um, yeah. I'm actually let down that I didn't watch it. Yeah. So for the big men everywhere, I mean, that's just that's pretty that's badass. Just, yeah, that's how shoes should be drank out of. <laughs> and moving onward to All Star Weekend, we had the home run derby onward in and upward. Coors Field, <laughs> which is notorious for home runs. Uh, I thought it was awesome, actually. A mm-hmm. lot of home runs, and these dudes. Are just hitting him with ease these days. Just fucking raking it, dude! Unbelievable. They're raking. I so who was your pick before it started? Um, Otani. Mine was Otani too. Yeah. And in the BP, the dude's hitting it in the third deck, which I didn't even know was possible. Um, and he gets eliminated in the first round. And I don't in a swing off. I don't want to say that I didn't think Alonzo was like gonna do it. But just with how much hype is around Otani right now, it's just. So let me say, yeah, definitely the hype around Otani. I think the actual pressure got to him a little bit because, you know, he's like a Japanese, like, hero, number one. Yeah. And um, he was the favorite going into it, too, because he's leading the league in home runs. And so he was hitting a lot of, like, he line was expected. Drives. He was expected yeah. to hit bombs. But uh, I think just home run derby as an event itself, is a must-see event, I think, in person. Like, I, we must attend that at some point in time. It just, it looks so fun. It's so packed. And you got dudes just hitting absolute bombs. It is. It, and what it is, is it's, it's playing to what everyone wants to see in MLB. Is we want to see a home run. We want to see runs. But a home run is like, God, this, per- this person just fucking hit this. They make it look so damn easy. Um... And uh, you had Trey Mancini, who had come back from cancer, and he made it to the final. I was pulling for him. He put together a hell of a performance, by the way, to uh, match up with Pete Alonso. Um, but, I mean, Pete Alonso is just, he was literally a home run machine. Do you want to know the very first place I ever, like, came to understand who Pete Alonso was? Absolutely, he, I He do. did a fucking, <laughs> he did a hunting show. And I go, who the Who's, fuck? He's the polar bear, by the way. Did yeah. you know that? No, I didn't. He's a polar Oh, Jesus Christ. Polar I not, Pete. I did not It was know a hashtag. Um, but yeah, he was on a hunting show, and I go, who the fuck is this guy? We didn't get you a Pete Alonso jersey. No, it's okay. And then I started getting into like, okay, who he is, and then I'm going, fuck, this guy's a G. Um, he's a big dude. He is. He's, he's a big dude. He's yoked. He can, I mean, he can rake. Uh, I will say, though... What do you think of him saying uh, he's the best, best power, power hitter? I like it. It's kind of, uh, it's brash, sure. It's totally but, brash. But I think you winning the Hall, the ba- uh, hall of Fame, the <laughs> Home Run Derby, gives you that street cred of Back saying, to back, by the way. Yeah, it gives you the street cred saying like, yeah, and I why am. wouldn't you? Yeah, it's like, prove me wrong. I'm, over, I'm out here hitting, I don't know how many accumulated, but it was yeah. over 100. Oh, yeah. And he was hitting, and credit to the uh, BP pitcher, the old dude. Oh my God, that guy was money. Yeah, his arm money was right down the jello pipe. afterwards. And Alonzo's just ripping balls right down the middle, like five hundred feet. Um, no, I liked it. Get a little, 
it's the it's the era of baseball of you know flipping bats and yeah. having fun talking some shit and you know saying yeah I am the best so what I agree prove I, me wrong I agree I, I I'm I'm in the exact same boat when he said it I was like and he and also he doesn't seem like a arrogant no like no guy no he seems a little nerdy if anything when he said it I I kind of did he did he just fucking <laughs> say that. And Ricardo then, stands up out of his chair to no, his TV. I'll be honest. Finger wagging. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, I could totally see myself yeah. doing that. Fuck that. No. Yeah. I rewound it and go, oh, he did say okay, that. Fuck okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah, man. And he has fucking spin chain. It's like, even, right. even the fucking San Diego swag chain makes it to the fucking yeah. home run derby. But I'll tell you this. Next year, I want to see Tatis. I want to see Guerrero. I want to see Acuna when he comes back. And Pete Alonso, I mean. Let's get the top dogs out there. It's kind of like the slam dunk contest, though, where like, the best guys aren't going to do it. Yeah. But it would be such an awesome show if you could get all those guys out there. I think it would have been way better if Tatis did it, but I'm happy he oh, did I'm, it. I am. His shoulder would be a wreck. Yeah. He, he's diving you know, for a ground ball hurting it. How about yeah. 700 swings later? Exactly. No we need him for the second half. I agree. Um, and then that goes right into the All-Star game. Which the NL lost for the eighth time in a row. Every year, I think, all right, NL is going to win. And every year, the NL does not score runs. So That's kind of my bit on that. That's about it. <laughs> here's my personal opinion on the All-Star game. You need to see it once. Live? Live. You got to see, see it. one? I have not. Okay, I haven't either. Um, but second to that is it's a long game. Like, they make it long. You got guys switching. You got shit going oh, on. I'm so happy I just thought of this. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Because I absolutely hate how baseball does the in-play interviews during the oh, game. Oh, yeah. With Joe Stupid Buck. Hate Joe Buck. Let's not get... That's, that will no, be a that's, whole series yeah, itself. Yeah. I'm just saying, it's so annoying, like... Joe Buck is not cool, all right? He's a good commentator, but you're not a cool guy, so no, stop he acting sucks. like you're a cool guy. And I hate that. I hate when he commentates, so we're, I'm glad we're on the same page Literally, there. Uh, they had Hendrick on the mound for, to close the game for the AL, and they're trying to talk to him while he's pitching. He never said a word back, and I was no. like, finally, somebody. You know, Tatis is great with it, but... What's the difference I mean, between it's just interviewing so someone in the fucking dugout and in the field? It's just so dumb. Like, they don't do that... During any other All-Star game. No, imagine doing that during a fucking football All-Star game. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, where are you going? Red 80, Red 80. Yeah, totally, uh, Joe. Uh, uh, I said, hi. Like, go fuck yourself. It's so stupid. Yeah, like, Peyton Manning's dropping back. Where are you going to throw it, Peyton? It's like, <laughs> Jesus. It's like so elementary and dumb. And they and the thing is, Fox just thinks it's just such a cool thing for the kids. Now, but it's not. Uh, now, it's I, not. I will say, like, if Joe... I will say this. Is don't you dare defend? Joe no, no, Buck. I'm not Joe. No, 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 no. I'm not defending Joe Buck at all. I would like to see it as like, hey, how how are you? How are you reading this ground ball? Right, like talk me through after the play. Yeah, or even during it. Like, hey guys, well, now you're during the play. That's but, my well, bone to pick. No, but what I'm saying is, you're not doing an interview. What I'm saying is, is like talk us through your progression. 
I wouldn't mind it after the play. Like that's fine. I can do pitch. that too. That I do because that too as well. If it's in play, I mean, you're not gonna answer the question while you're no, no, no. Look, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like for me, I would love to know how someone fields it, right? Like, sure. Because that's if you really are doing it for the kids and a learning experience, you break it down like yeah. that. Hey, between the innings, between pitches, and you let me right. know how did you feel that? Well, I saw it. He was leaning. Like, fuck, yeah. dude, just. That that's, in itself. that's already way better than what it is right now. Yeah. Because right now, Joe Buck, literally, this is the worst part. Well, so, I heard you had a daughter. What's yeah. her name? <laughs> I don't know. And he sounds just like that. I fucking hate Joe Buck. <laughs> but Chris Bryant's in left field, and they got him in the seventh inning. And he goes, uh, hey, man, like, you know, I don't know how he worded it. But he was like. Basi- he's also a couple he shots deep right Basically. Now. He's like, uh, what if you get, or where are you going to get trade to? Like, where would you want to get trade to? You think Chris Bryant wants to answer that question during the All-Star game? Or at all, mind you. But during the All-Star game, when he's just trying to, like, have fun and be around all these great players. Yeah. Like, oh, ask me about where I'd like to get trade to. Like, what's he supposed to say? Uh, Oklahoma. I'd love to go to the Yankees. And then, like, what if you don't get traded? Now the people in Chicago are all pissed off. So it's yeah. shit like that. Like, Joe Buck, dude, you like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, he thinks, like... That he's like so cool that he's in this tight conversation with Chris Bryant, and Chris Bryant handled it beautifully. But I'm just like, that's why I hate Joe Buck. He's I asking agree. the dude where he wants to get traded. It's like, dude, what are you talking about? Yeah, I think uh, you know, you know, we got a lot of ideas on sports banter, and I think one of our better ones is what we said: is give me like a play-by-play breakdown of what you just did, right? Right. Like, look, you're not a ball isn't going to go to Chris Bryant every at bat but if there's a fly ball like chris tell us how you're reading that right boom yeah. that's it you're done well no, but that's the problem joe buck doesn't have the self-awareness no or the wherewithal to get that done and i so. think and i think it plays a little bit too it's, it's bad it's very bad yeah just get so rid of it. just how about this just get rid of joe buck <laughs> <laughs> the in-game mics are tough and they've been doing that for a while now. It's like, maybe change the idea there. Or if stop somebody... and see how high your ratings will go. <laughs> Joe Buck, no good. Yeah, Joe Buck, you suck. As we did Progress. have an episode last week. Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup four games to one in a dominant fashion over the Montreal Canadiens. Going back-to-back and solidifying what you were talking about last episode, which was... If they win this championship, it kind of solidifies their COVID championship. Mm-hmm. And got it, you know, Tampa Bay has a nice thing going down there. They do. It's like, what's in the water down Both there? Both football and hockey. Yeah. I mean, I watched... And the, and the Rays went to the World Series. They didn't win, but they were there. It's like, shit. Yeah, and they're also doing well Is anybody a Tampa Bay fan? Because you might want to be if you're from there. You know what's crazy is I've gone to a Rays game. I've never gone to a Lightning game. At the new field or the old one? The old one. Old and one as well. The Devil Rays. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, dude, even then it was like... It was like six people there, I think. Are there fans here? <laughs> or are those the people Weird working in the stadium? Too, yeah. yeah. Um, but with that being said, I mean, I watched every game of the Stanley Club. I... You know what? I initially was a fan of hockey... I have grown. Oh, this more is what I was talking about. To Playoff hockey, hockey is so sick. Yeah, and just look, I didn't watch a lot of games this season, but I watched every game of the playoffs. Not every game, most of the, most of all the games during the playoffs, and I watched every game of the Stanley Cup. And I have, 
you know, Alex, my friend Alex, he's a huge hockey fan. His dad is, uh, I mean, my God, the guy, like, you know, just lives and dies hockey. So mm-hmm. we all are talking about the Stanley Cup, and I'm bouncing things off of him. Like, hey, these are things that I've noticed. So we started talking about it. And, I mean, I, I knew Tampa Bay was going to win it. Mm. And just they looked clearly like the better team. Exactly, and the Canadian, you know, the Canadians just looked. Uh, oh, wow, what the? Yeah, these guys the are fast. Going on, these guys here? are fast, quick, and can pass. Exactly, and it only it got pushed to where you know Canadians won the third game, or third. They game? avoided yeah. the sweep. I think they but. avoided the sweep because Tampa Bay won to win at home. There you go. That's yeah, exactly. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> And honestly, that's how I saw it. But one thing that I really fucking loved was how chippy these yeah. teams were. Every game there was a fight. Every game there were checks. Everything. And as football fans and loving the physicality of football, to see how common and consistent that is during the time of play, it makes hockey fucking great. It's one of the last sports, if not the last sport, that has kept physicality as a main part of the game. Yeah. And, dude. Into a point let's where... Let's end like, it there. The because players, that's a great comment. <laughs> the players kind of... It's not the NHL running... Like, they have some rules that, you know, you can't fight here and there, but the players more so are governing how they want to play rather than... Um, you know, different sports where certain stuff's allowed. And that is what makes it so cool. Like you're saying, you know, the physicality, the fights. Um, they were it's re- just, it makes, that's what playoff, like Tampa Bay and Montreal. If you're not from either one of those places, you probably wouldn't give a shit. But no. like you're saying, you watch every game. Um, because playoff hockey is just so intense and so fast. Yeah. And even, uh, you know, Hall of Fame announcer Doc Emery, just listening to him call hockey, absolutely is such a treat because it's so fast paced and you know, any shot on goal could be the one, you know, yeah. there's what four goals a game, maybe. Um, so everybody's on your toes the whole game. So once you actually have a dog in the fight, for me, it's the Blackhawks who have been trash for years, but we had our run one in three out of five. And during those times, Oh my God, I'm so locked in. Um, you know, you're down immediately when you go down one zero, it becomes like, Oh shit. And the whole mindset of watching the game has changed. Yeah. It's <laughs> or like, you're up one now. It, it, it's like hitting a hole in one. Yeah. It's like, uh, guys, Yeah. how the fuck are we going to do this? Respond. But even so, I think it was two years ago, the Knights were up like 4-0 on the Sharks. And they came, the Sharks came all the way back, won the game. Yeah. So, hockey, I don't know enough to understand like when you could feel comfortable, when, you know? And... The whole time, it's just like anything could fucking happen. I don't think there's ever a point in a game where you're comfortable. Um, I think there's a sense of just this pride with the teams. And you know what? It's It may not even... No, I'll say it. There's pride with the teams, but also there's such this... There's pride with the players for the game, and yeah. that's there's, what I well, love. Yeah, exactly. A guy like you respects the respect for yes. the game, yeah. for the trophy. For the handshake line, hockey is one of the most like pure respect sports that is out there. Yeah, um, you can hate each other during the game, and I'm going to fuck you up during the game. I mean, 
There was yeah. There was a, I want to say it was game three, where it was right before the second period, and there was like scuffles right at the end of period two. And I'm watching it. and I'm going. I fucking love this. Like <laughs> they're they're literally fighting each other as like the period is ending, and the refs are just like, all right, period's fucking done. Yeah. Let's go. The refs and the refs. Credit to the refs, by the way. Being a ref on skates has to be one of the hardest things of all time. Dude, have you and seen they do them, such like, a good a, job. When a puck like goes by their feet, they like oh, yeah, lift themselves up. They lift their up, feet. They're hanging yeah. on the edge. I'm going, Jesus, look at these cats. God, I can barely walk <laughs> on ice. You're fucking doing cartwheels. <laughs> Uh, but they do, and the refs themselves know like the respect of the game too, because yeah. they understand when to let the fights go, when to stop the fights. Um, it's it's just an all time sport, and the Stanley Cup itself is such a special type of championship due to the tradition of the cup, uh, which was dented by the way in the Tampa Bay celebration, because uh, you know if you win a championship in Tampa Bay, apparently you just go on the boats in the ocean out there and you just have a field day. Yeah, and there's no rules, and I love that. Yeah, and also like I'm I, becoming a Tampa Bay guy. <laughs> by the minute, I don't, I don't know how, you know, I don't know, you know, World Series, Super Bowl, like I don't know those trophies. I don't know if they're like, if they travel to every player on the team. Like, do I get a day with it? Where with the Stanley mm. Cup, every player right. gets a certain allotment allotment of time. That you're with the Stanley Cup. <laughs> How awesome is that? And they're drinking out of the dude, cup. Dude, they're drinking out of it. People have eaten cereal it out of it. It comes to the club with you. Like, yeah, oh you travel God. around with it. And, you know, I just think that's... I mean, let's put it this way. If, you know, you and I are in the NFL. Let's just say we're in the NFL because we're big football guys, right? And we win the Super Bowl. Yeah, we've won the trophy, but do I get to take that trophy home, parade around with it, like, show people, like, look, this was my success. Yeah. Yeah. This is my team's success. I don't know how I that know. works. I don't. I've never heard that. No, neither have I. I mean, if you're Tom Brady, that's different, dude. He doesn't. Yeah. Fucking, they like grow on his hands. It yeah. doesn't matter. He's, he's over them at this point. Exactly. It's but when you're in the Stanley Cup and you've you've gone five, six seasons of being on a team where we're getting close, we're getting close, and then you finally fucking get it, and then you get to take the trophy fucking home with you. I and mean, your name's engraved in it forever. Exactly. I mean, that Which just, I don't know how they do that with so many champions, but it's impressive. I think they keep, you know... Adding layers yeah. to it. No, maybe to that, or uh, maybe they, like, have... They'll, I don't and know. And see, that's unknown. And I, I like that I don't know. Exactly. And I just <laughs> think it's... I don't know. It, it just... It adds another depth of why people like the sport so mm-hmm. much. And it adds that sense of ownership of this is what i fought my you know every day for and i get to show this to my family i I mean dude your family literally gets to celebrate with you with the fucking trophy i'm not saying like in the nfl i can't go into my team and say hey i need to see you know i'd like to see the trophy i'm not saying you can do that but after the win you get like what a fucking month with it and you're just fucking you know (laughs) raging out on a boat like it's yeah. just, I don't know. I know we've kind of gone at length with, you know, the Stanley Cup. I just think it's it's so cool. And I think what we like about it is it's so intriguing because we're so, there's so much unknown. Well, we've never played. Us. And it's similar to football, yet so different. But, yeah, just the respect of the sport and the history of the Stanley Cup's lineage. I mean, how can you not be a fan? Dude, there's guys that... There's pictures of guys not wearing masks and their faces are all fucked up from like <laughs> slashes, hockey pucks. I mean, dude, those are yeah, like taking a hockey puck to, to the, the face, to the cranium. 
you know, and you and get then, to hold the trophy after. Yeah, and then you get stitches and you come back next week to yeah. play. I mean, oh, maybe. I don't know how those guys did it. That's so... It's just... It's, it's awesome. So, as uh. the dust settles, <laughs> we went From over... the stirrup. <laughs> McGregor and Poirier 3. We both are in alignment there that McGregor's time on top may be coming to a close. Stick to your wheelchair, McGregor. He was in a wheelchair today. Jesus. Um... You know, there's a lot to unpack there with kind of who he is now, who he used to be, the fighter he used to be. There's a lot of variables that McGregor's going to have to make a lot of changes to get back to where he was. And be a big boy. And, I mean, touching on it lastly, like, if he loses another fight, I mean, the mystique's kind of gone. And that's more just like... I don't think... We had a really nice run with you as are the guy, but now it's... You're just a... I don't know. It probably loses pay-per-view draw. Just real quick, and it could be super fast, but when do you think he'll fight again? It has to be, uh, I would think, like a year from now. I'm thinking two. Two years? Yeah. That's a long time. It is a long time, but I'm thinking... I think the way that fight ended and the the way the public thinks about it, we think about it, where we aren't fans of how he's talking to his opponent or the family, um, and... Like, I just don't see him as a top-notch fighter anymore. Um, that's going to eat at him. And I think a year, it's going to take a year to, like, recover, rehab, and be well enough to get in there. But I could also see him taking more time off and, like, box or something. So, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but we covered that. Tied to Avasa with the shoey. That's my guy. That's my favorite heavyweight from now on. Because that guy <laughs> Might is be mine. unbelievable. Yeah, cool. And what a blast. I mean, if you run into that guy somewhere, I guess take off your shoe and Give get, him a it, shoe. get it going. That's right. Um, covered the home run derby. Pete Alonzo goes back to back. Trey Mancini coming back from cancer. Awesome story. Makes it to the end. Pushes the polar bear. Not this polar bear. No. But the Mets pull it. Trey Mancini, you know, as an Oriole Pushes fan. Pushes out of his element. That's yeah. right. As an Oriole fan, I'm happy for Trey Mancini. Everything that he's gone through was fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, but I will say, I don't know if you saw how much the Orioles were fucking tweeting. Let's just take it back. You guys suck. <laughs> we're... S- okay. Just second to last. In, uh, well, I mean... Hey. Second to last in the ra- rankings, and we're fucking tweeting like we're well, fucking... Well, that's probably the, the only tweet traffic they're going to have all year. No, they've been... Very Okay, quiet. well, and I guess they're the best on Twitter then. It fucking sucks. <laughs> also, on the MLB All-Star game, I wanted to mention four Padres, by the way. Hey. That should be Machado, Cronenworth, Tatis, and Melanson. Let's go. I'm ready for the second half. We're going to cover that in depth. I know we haven't talked about this, but I really like Melanson. No, he's great. Fucking big he's had, ass. He's head. had some games where he hasn't gone well, but hey, dude, his head is like a fucking brick, man. It's this fucking big. And oh my god, I'm just so excited for the second half of the pods. We'll Me see too. what kind of deals Mad Scientist Preller Ooh. has in his uh, web. And we need to get on freaking track because we lost two to three to the Rockies, and I'm just gonna let it go because we got the second half. That's We're right. We're up. We're it's not up. how we start; it's how we finish here. That's damn right. And then Tampa Bay Lightning win the Stanley Cup. Our appreciation for the lineage of said Stanley Cup. <laughs> Tampa Bay is a city Love of champions. That, I, fuck. Tell the people what uh, we need from them. Well, what we need is some love. Come on! That was what we need. We need some <laughs> likes. Interact with the page. Continue to, you know, just give us information, you know, on what you guys want out of us. I know we've 
look, we're, we're trying to keep this as consistent as possible, trying to grow. So if there's anything that you guys have, I mean, the love and the feedback as of yet has been awesome. And we're the, loving it. Yeah, the, I mean, the interaction on some of our posts, like, you know, the Bobby posts and our Padres daughter ones, those are nearly 2K, 2,000 views there. So, yeah. I mean, that's awesome. And we're only going to continue putting out stuff like that. That's so. right. We Love appreciate it. that you guys like it and share it and, you know, help us get our numbers up. So throw us some five stars on the Apple and Spotify. Throw us some reviews. Let other people know, hey, you should be listening to this shit too. That's right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> um, but for episode 26, Sports Banter. Out. out.